You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Anna's not with me today. She's uh, We're doing this in, in the afternoon. Uh, we're going to post it tomorrow. Uh, Crystal's here with me. Hi. Crystal, we haven't had a, a show, you and I, since... Since you graduated, you graduated school. That was back February. in February. We had mm-hmm. that. Now a whole lot's happened since then, uh, and I want to have. Uh, we're going to have one of those real deep heart to hearts that we like to have. You and I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, I guess there's some news. We just filled out paperwork today for something. Yep. Very very monumental thing. It's a big step. It's something we've all wanted to do and kind of been waiting for. Uh, and now's the time. Yeah, but uh, we're filing. Yeah, they'll get filed this week. We're filing papers for your adoption. Yep. So, <laughs> do you want to talk about that a little bit? Okay. I mean, it was it was an idea we discussed, and it was an idea. It was something that I was surprised that you were interested in. Right. Yeah. Do you want to talk about about that? We're, we're basically Anna and I are adopting you, and yes. and in Nevada, Crystal is an adult. You're 30, 33? 33 years old, but in Nevada, you can do that. That's uh-huh. legal to do, uh, as long as there's 10 years difference, and there's certainly that. Talk about why you wanted that. Just because I grew up, as you know, my grandma, my great-grandmother, Eleanor, raised me, so I didn't have the mother and father like figure. And you weren't the only one she raised. No, there's six of us. And so she had her hands full and she was on her own, right? Uh-huh. Yep. So, so what, what was that like? And I know she did an amazing job with you and you've got a lot of respect for her and a lot of love for her. Yeah. Um, but there was obvious challenges that uh, um, that she would have. I mean, she was right. older. She was uh-huh. on her own. She's got six kids. And a handicapped son that she took care of as well. Plus my mom, which is like another kid. <laughs> so, yeah, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. She did it, but it was very hard. I can't imagine what it must have been like for her. Yeah, and then you raise your kids, your kids' kids, and then your kids' kids. Kids, like, yeah. It's, it's all lot. you're doing your whole life. Raising that that was her whole life, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. She's passed away now. Yep. She passed away in 2005. Was she still raising kids then? On Valentine's Day, yeah. You've got to be kidding me. So that was literally her whole life. Uh huh. So when she passed away, it was still I'm unique and Brianna. And my brother had Cyrus. So he wasn't. Those are your siblings. Uh huh. Those mm-hmm. are my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, just want to talk about the, the, the adoption a little bit. You've talked to your mom. Your mom is. Still serving uh, a, a sentence in, in Albuquerque, right? Uh-huh. In Grants, New Mexico. And that was for attempt murder, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And now that attempt murder, just and just bringing everybody up to speed, if they haven't followed your story along, right. um, mom lived the gang life, right? That's uh-huh. what you were born into. Yep. And, uh, and mom, uh, it was a retaliatory thing for your uncle being murdered. Yep. And he was killed by two rival gang members as well. Well, well not really rival gang members. They were 
Like were, we we grew. They were gang members, right? But we you guys all kind of considered them family because we grew up together. Yeah. And one of them was my uncle's best friend. So yeah. And they shot him in the front yard of. Yep. The house mm-hmm. over a minor squabble. Minor squabble. Yeah. And just to bring everything home, you found you you. Marvin was at the house with you. You had seen him just before he went over to that other house. Yep. 10, 15 minutes before. And he was shot there. You mm-hmm. went over once, as, as soon as you were called, you went over there and you got in the vehicle with him, right? Yeah. And he was deceased at that time? Yep. How did that feel? It was heartbreaking. Like, and then I was angry too because, you know, like, when the ambulance come, they check to see if a person's still alive. They mm-hmm. didn't even do that. Like, the ambulance came, but they didn't check because they was like, I guess the police told him, like, he's gone. Was so he was he badly of, shot up? Yeah, he was shot 14 times. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So they didn't even check to see him, so that kind of irritated me. So What did that look like for you when you got in the vehicle and you saw Marvin like that? I mean, you had seen him just a short time before. It was just unbelievable it was very sad and i was kind of just wondering why and if i would have been there maybe you'd be shot it would have been it would have turned out different you know but i think you probably would have got shot too yeah probably yeah probably would have for that reason alone i'm glad you weren't there yeah because uh I'm sure he's glad I wasn't there either. Yeah. <laughs> now, the five-year anniversary was just a few days ago of his passing. Yeah, it was May 31st. How does that affect you? Well, I noticed like when it gets close to it being the anniversary, like I get depressed and I cry a lot and I just like to be by myself. Where does your mind go? It, it's, what are you it, thinking about? Just wondering, like, what if or what would it be like if he was still here? Um, sometimes I pray that, like, you know how people, like, they say, like, people who passed away, they come and talk to them? Mm-hmm. Like, I always pray for that, but it has not happened to me. I dream about him, but he hasn't actually, I haven't had that experience where... He's talking to me. You and you and him were very, very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very. He was yep. everything to you, wasn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to deal with. Now, after that happened, what happened with you in your life? Did you just go on business as usual? Did you make, did, how did that impact what happened afterwards? After, I just kind of like was really depressed, <laughs> like, I remember telling my sister, like, because she always talks about, like, hurting herself. And I used to be like, well, you know, I'm not suicidal. I'm homicidal. (laughs) (laughs) So I used to always tell her that. like, Is that better or worse? (laughs) To me, it's better. It's better, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you need to get it together. Like, no one does that. But after losing him, that was my first time, like, where I would try to actually kill myself. Mm -hmm. Yep. And... I just barely told my sister a couple of months ago. Like, no one knows mm-hmm. that that's as bad as it was for me. 
You're not really chatty Kathy about what you're thinking and feeling usually. Not really, no. No. You're getting no. better at that? Kind of. It depends on the person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Just because I like I don't like telling my business to people because they usually throw it back in your face or they're telling everybody your business. So I just keep it simple. Keep it to myself. Yeah. Now, the family structure then, I mean, you're close with your sisters now. Uh-huh. Right? Were you always close like that? Yeah. When you were in Albuquerque, everybody uh, was, everybody there. I mean, Aminique is there. Yes. Uh, Anna was in Texas. Anna's in Texas. My older brother and my younger brother's there. Yeah. So... It's Aminique, Kenneth, and Cyrus. They mm-hmm. live in New Mexico. And my son, my oldest as well, lives there too. And basically what's prevented you from going back is on December of 2016, you were arrested mm-hmm. and served a short period of time in jail, very short period of time in jail. Right. And then were released. You've been on probation ever since. So you haven't been able to really go back. Right. You know, you went back for uh, your son's graduation, for Tyshawn's graduation. Yeah, and I stayed at my sister's the whole time. Like, I didn't visit anyone. Like, I went to my son's girlfriend's graduation. And that's, but, like, as far as, like, going out, seeing people, that I, I didn't do that. Now, that's the thing. Like, uh, and this is the next question, and I, and I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, not being in Albuquerque. I mean, let's, let's give some context here. Over two years ago, just about three, about three years ago now, mm-hmm. You decided to step away from the gang life, leave that whole thing behind, and better yourself um, so that you can get your son back, Mm -hmm. Kwame. And for those that know him as Jesse, it's Jesse. That was his nickname. Uh Uh, That's the nickname we used publicly with him. Uh, But Kwame is his legal name. That's his name. That's what Uh we call him. Uh, And then also you, you very, very much turned your life around. You... You got your GED, kind of stopped associating with that whole crowd. Yeah. Got your GED, went to school, became uh, graduated in January of this year as a phlebotomist and a medical assistant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So going back to New Mexico, was there temptation to go out and roll with whole friends or? No, like, I feel like at this point in my life, like, I know what I need to be where I need to be and what it takes to stay on track. So it's not, you don't play with it. No. Now that I've experienced a different side of what I'm used to, it's not worth even. And what do you mean by that? As far as like being successful and like doing the stuff that I'm supposed to do as a parent, as a, model citizen of society um it's just easier and comfortable where i'm at now than to go back to where you just never know so and by that you never and you you used the term once when we were talking about it, you said you know i used to always be looking over my shoulder i don't have to look over to my shoulder now yeah what do you mean by that well it coming where i'm from it comes with a lot like selling drugs you always got to be worried about someone robbing you or even the police catching you or just being um in a gang you always have to worry about other gangs doing something to you or your family so it's 
it's a lot that comes just with constant it. stress yeah yeah does that uh this is a question i've never asked you but does that that constant stress and I'm aware of a little bit that my a little bit of that kind of stuff myself. I mean, we've even gone through stuff, you know, with you walking away from, you know, that life and some of the people and stuff like that. We had some issues. We've had death threats here, mm-hmm. and we've had to deal with that. And we had one attempt when we came out of the courthouse, mm-hmm. um, you know. But that was uh, thank goodness uh, didn't didn't happen. Right. Didn't. Right. But we lived with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody from uh, Department of Family Services gave our home address to people on the other side so they know where we live and they threaten to come here and kill everybody or Uh kill you know like that and so we understand what that's like and that's just a constant stress you never really sleep at night always got guns loaded and ready to go Uh you know and you've always got a plan and so living that life growing up that way and living that life Uh uh does that contribute to drug use does it contribute to I think it kind of comes with it as far as drug use. That's just the lifestyle? Yeah, it comes with it. Like, you're either smoking weed, you're either popping pills. It's, it's just something it's just that's... part of what you do. Yeah, it comes with the territory. And everybody does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> have you struggled with that? Have you struggled with smoking weed? Obviously, you can't... When you're on probation, you can't because of blood uh, tests. Right. right. And also during the foster case. Uh-huh. Uh, now that was resolved last year. Uh, you've been reunited with your son now and basically we are functioning as a family. Uh-huh. And uh, and the, so this whole adoption thing, just to clarify, I'm sure this is going to be news to a lot of people. <laughs> right. uh, it's not news to us. This right. is something we've been talking about for a long, long time. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, we wanted to clear a lot of stuff up uh-huh. and we wanted this to be something we did as a family and not perceived as something else. Right, right. And so uh, we didn't want somebody to think this was kind of some under the table deal for, you know, whatever. No, we got right. everything is all cleared up. Uh-huh. You know, we are just, this is our personal choice mm-hmm. and it's uh anna and my choice and your choice right and uh, and the reason we want to do that is that you've just not had that family that stability uh it's also good for your son because your son is part of this family mm-hmm. and so now we can just do all that legally right right yeah. and and then uh and you've been calling me dad for ever yeah and and that's kind of the our relationship mm-hmm. right so uh, now having established all that and and i'm excited about it i'm really really excited about it because you and i are pretty tight yeah me and my sister i mean was actually talking about it today she's like like can you believe that we're all adopted i'm like (laughs) no she's like the only difference is is that you got adopted i mean you got adopted at 18 as well but i'm way older i'm 33 Mm -hmm. just now getting adopted she's like isn't that crazy and she's like I'm surprised she's so surprised how my mom took it like my mom's fine with it like she has no problem with it whatsoever so she's like I'm kind of surprised did you feel nervous telling your mom no because I know that what with my mom mom are pretty close too yeah we're very close so with my mom like whatever makes us happy she's all for it she doesn't have a problem with it whatsoever Mm -hmm. so she's excited to meet you and everybody so yeah I'm excited to meet her she gets out uh christmas eve christmas eve mm-hmm. it's pretty cool yep so moving forward with this thing i, I want to talk about um 
Well, I want to talk about a lot of things. I want to talk about school. Uh, I know after you graduated, you were really on a high. You graduated with honors. Mm-hmm. Um, you did exceptionally well. You had a whole group of friends. And of course, <laughs> after school, everybody kind of goes their separate ways, right? Yeah. And then, of course, we had COVID. Yeah. Oh and quarantine gosh. for, and, and I loved it. <laughs> I know it I wasn't did. so easy on you. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was one of those people that just, I was in my glory. I just loved every second of it and got to spend time with the kids, got to spend time with you, got to spend time, um, you know, getting a whole new business together. Yeah. Um, it was good as far as spending time with your family, but for me, especially being that I had just graduated and I was still looking for work in the medical field it was kind of like a downer like because now if you do get hired you have to worry about bringing covid back to your family and then there's also there there's not that many people hiring no i mean people were furloughing people and and laying them off so it was depressing so you go to school for all that time not to mention spend the money exactly and then all of a sudden now there's just no job and so you're kind of at that point now now the thing that i observed is that uh i I look back and i go back as far as when you did your ged Mm -hmm. and when you were doing your ged and i remember some of those early conversations i remember first (laughs) took me a long time to convince you to do it but when you finally decide you're going to do it and i remember the next day dad i found the i found all the cheat answers for the ged (laughs) i'm going no 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 honey you know but uh i talked to you about it and i said okay no it's not about passing it's about learning mm-hmm. and also the confidence and all the other stuff that's going to come on, a, along with learning yep, come in, that comes with doing the work and to your credit you deleted those answers you told me i deleted them and you did the work and you did an incredible job and yeah. then you turn around boom right away and you jumped into this other course and it wasn't an easy course because you basically it's like a course with two majors you had two focuses yeah and so it was the most challenging they acknowledged that at the grad that you guys were the superstars yeah because <laughs> you guys students. were yeah you were dual students mm-hmm. you had two courses you were essentially taken in yep. one and you graduated with honors yeah what did you learn about yourself in that process that anything i put my mind to and i actually do the work and i'm committed to it i can do it and that's the thing I noticed is your work ethic. Mm-hmm. You, uh, like I, I'm, I, I work hard. I work long Extremely hours. And I work very, very hard. But it, I find that to be a rare thing. With you, I was inspired <laughs> because you would study four or five hours a day every day, uh-huh. seven days a week without fail. And you would never skip, never make excuses, never anything. You just did the thing. And I, 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 I still, I'm la- I was laughing last night cause I'm sitting in, 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 in this room here where you're, you're <laughs> staying and, and I'm, you know, and you're always muttering away about some monumental problem. <laughs> and, and then the next day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an A, you know, and this. <laughs> okay really you know it it sounds like the world is coming to an end for you over there but yeah while i'm doing the work and do you you lack confidence in school or did you lack confidence in school yeah i would say so yeah how did that feel then going to learn things did you feel like you could learn did you find did you find it easy to learn yeah just by doing the work yeah just by doing the work yeah it's easy and not only learn, but I mean, you're, you're basically an AB student. Yeah. 
in all things. Mm-hmm. When you get less than an A or a B, how do you feel? Terrible. When you get a B, how do you feel? Terrible. Like I just had, like I started a new course. I'm not going to Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Is. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to, yeah, yeah. But I had a D because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing any work. And then I was telling Elaine, like, I kept checking, like, my grade hasn't went up yet. This is getting on my nerves. She, <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. Like, I've never seen so a person so pressed about having a D. Like, that's passing. I'm like, I need a better grade than this. It's stressing me out. But you're an A-B student. Mm-hmm. And, and pretty much uh, when you started your course, uh, the phlebotomy thing and the medical assistant, you were straight A's. Yep. Every week you were straight A's. We hit a hiccup there when the family court hearing master kind of throw a curveball at you yeah it was hard did something very very wrong and unjust and your marks dropped for a couple weeks we had a talk and they came right back up Uh uh-huh and so now uh i want to talk about the the break in between graduating and what you're doing now uh i noticed that you got in a real deep funk Mm-hmm. Couldn't get a job. We're here doing the lockdown thing. Yeah. Um, you you got into a funk. At any point, were you tempted to go back to the old life? No. Why? Just because I've worked so hard to be where I'm at now. And then I have my siblings that are so proud. I have my son that is so proud. And I feel like just being on this side is way more rewarding than being on the other side. Even though it was bleak, nobody wants to offer you a job. There's no chances of a job. We don't know when there's going to be a job. You got no income. You got nothing. It's still, I I think for me, as far as like the feeling, it's better on this side than that side with all the roadblocks and the struggles. How come? Just because it's like, I've always wanted to be somebody. So now that I'm like taking the steps, I just don't feel like it's, that's not me anymore. Like it's not who I am. It's not who I want to be. It's just not worth it. Do you understand why you were there at one time? Do you understand I that choice? Because it, it is a choice, right? Yeah. I think it was just not having the support. And then everybody that I'm around or... Everybody you knew. My family. Like, it's all kind of the same lifestyle that we're living. So, no one's ever really just motivating you to do better. Like, yeah, I had my grandma that always wanted me to be successful. And then my uncle, of course. But it's kind of like... My uncle used to always say, oh, you need to boss up. That's all he used to say. He never used to, like, push me to, like, do anything other than what I was doing. He just used to say, oh, well, you need to boss up. That's all he used to tell me. So when I push you to do stuff, do you get annoyed? No. (laughs) No. Because I get on you sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I need that. I think that's why i'm where i'm at today having that support and that someone pushing you and letting you know that you can do whatever it is that you want to do you just have to do the work because my uncle used to always say like anything worth having it's going to be super hard to get it's not going to just fall in your lap but when you've got it it means something doesn't it Mm -hmm. and that's the thing i i you know when you graduated um just seeing you walk around a group of people 
a lot of them you knew, but a whole lot of them you didn't know. Uh-huh. And you walked like you owned the place. <laughs> and it was just such a beautiful thing to see because you're always very, uh, people that don't know you, you're very soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, now, th- this is a girl that, if you ever punch somebody, you're going to knock, knock their head off their shoulders, <laughs> right? And you come from a world where if somebody needs to be shot or stabbed or whatever, you, that's what you got to do. That's mm-hmm. what you do. And so I, I know you're fully capable of that as well, right? you know, or one time was. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now if you're pressed, you probably would too if it was a self-defense thing. I mean, it's you come from a world where those realities are actionable things. Right. Okay. Yet you're this extremely soft-spoken person, but when you actually get to the point where you open your mouth, you say things that are very thought out, mm-hmm. uh, very fair, very, you, you have a very clear sense of what is morally right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though sometimes you, you choose to go, okay, like I remember the day we found 20 bucks in the grocery store? Yeah. And you just want to keep it. And I'm like, no, no, it's not our money. We got it. You're like, oh, I'm going to, you asked the people who was in front of us. So did you drop this? They're like, oh no, we didn't drop it. You found it. Keep it. You're like, oh no, I'm going to take it to the cashier. I'm like that. So do you think that the cashier is going to put that money? But that's the right thing though. Yeah. But it's like that. I know. So there's stuff like that, but, but. There are other things, most things, pretty much all things, when you have time to think about it, you, everything is very well thought out, mm-hmm. very morally grounded. Uh, you've got a direction for your life and you're very rock solid, locked in on that direction. Yep. Uh, knowing what you could do over there, right. walking away from it and at, the, at potentially the peril of your own life. Right. And you've done that. And and so to, to see that, it's, it's just, I admire it so much. When COVID hit and all like that, I saw you go into this really dark hole. Yeah, it was, I think it had, well, I know it had to do with the fact that I just graduated and I'm looking for a job and then here comes COVID. Mm-hmm. Like shutting down everything, so it's like. What are the chances there being a global pandemic? <laughs> right, like what the heck? Yeah. So it it was depressing. I'm like, like, what do I do? Like, where do I go from here? And and then it, I like had so much extra time on my hands. Like, I had so much anxiety. Like, I did not know what to do. Like, I literally had to find something to do with my time. Yeah. So it was, it was bad. It was bad. Now, <clears throat> for me, I, I started reading, you know, four books a week and, you know, I'm doing all, I started a business, revamped another business, you know, mm-hmm. did a whole bunch of stuff and like that because I'm kind of built that way. But that's, yeah. that's an experience you've never, I mean, it's an experience a lot of people never had, but right. that's an experience that you've never had and and you didn't really have the tools. Now, when you recognize that you were in a dark place, what did you do? I just started doing some research on another career. So, and that's what we can talk about now. <laughs> yeah, because you you didn't you didn't tell me about it, but you just <laughs> did it, and that was the same thing with the with the medical assistant phlebotomy. You didn't tell me you did. You did told me after you did it. Uh huh. But you've enrolled and you are now a, uh, you're working on a degree program mm-hmm. in criminal justice. Yep. 
Are you going to stick with the criminal justice? We talked about some other things as well. We talked about a psych degree to be a counselor. Yeah. So I started the criminal justice and I want to be a crime scene investigator. Mm -hmm. But I have a background, so I'm not sure if my past is going to allow me to be able to do that. But you still want to go through the course? Yeah, I, I'm still going to take the course just bec- just so it would be like another degree that I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure something will come about if I can't do that specific thing that I want to do. And then even just having the knowledge for me is great. And that's the thing that I think is, uh, that's the thing I admire. Because I think m- most kids... I'm saying kids, kids out of high school, when they go to university, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they want the degree. They're thinking about a car. They're thinking about money. They're thinking about those kind of things. You're actually thinking about knowledge. Mm -hmm. What is it like to have knowledge? I believe knowledge is power. Like if you, the more, you know, I feel like the better off you will be. Now, with everything that's going on, the, the protests and stuff like that, that that are going on, and we're seeing not just protests, we're seeing riots, we're seeing all this kind of stuff. We're seeing cops getting shot, people getting killed. Mm-hmm. Chicago, they were killing each other George like crazy. Floyd. Yeah, all started with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. How important is knowledge? I think it's very important, like, in this time, because it... Because like, everybody's got an opinion exactly but not all of those opinions are based on knowledge or accurate Uh or reasonable or or an effective solution for everybody right right so how important is knowledge i feel like the more you know the better off you will be for like yourself and your community and just i i just feel like the more you know like the less obstacles you have in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you can prevent by knowing how to move in certain aspects. The thing that I've noticed that you uh, have added to your repertoire of awesome things that you do is the critical thinking. And, mm-hmm. and before you had lots of opinions about things and now you have a tendency to think more about things and and let have be less closed off about your ideas and more open to other suggestions and ideas. We've had right. lots of yeah. intellectual talks about a, a vast number of topics. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing I like about talking to you is we can talk about virtually anything. Mm-hmm. We can disagree and we disagree on a lot of things. Right, and we've right. had some debates about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But they're very intelligent conversations mm-hmm. and we walk away and I, I always walk away the proud dad and I'm going, <laughs> man, that was good. She did a good job there. Or you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or you, I'm always proud of you because you have something to say, or if you f- reach a point where you maybe need to know a little bit more than what, you know, or, 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 or a different opinion is shared, right. you weigh it evenly with, what you think you have no ego 
Exactly. You know, and, and I think with something like that, that's that if I've learned anything, I, I knew everything about everything when I was 18. Right. Right. When I was 30, I knew everything about everything. <laughs> I'm 60 now and I realize I don't know squat about squat. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? And so you just, you just, the thirst for knowledge and that's something that you and I share. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and those are some of our best conversations is just talking about things. We talk about, we talk about racial issues. We talk about, financial issues we talk about business issues we talk about lots of issues yeah. and and those are some of the most fascinating conversations that's one of the things i really admire about you did you have that in your former life or is this something you learned from school where did you pick this up i think i've always had that my grandma always taught us like you need to think before you speak like because if you're just just talking just to talk no one's going to take you serious but if you're actually having a an important conversation An exchange of ideas yeah like you need to like know what you're talking about and feel strongly about what you're talking about and no one's going to take you serious it's just like right just another basic conversation yeah. that's yeah. social media mm-hmm. actually there's some really well thought out things on social media yeah uh, some of the <laughs> Some, well, you know, some of you make this really thought-provoking post and go like, wow, you know, that's really well thought out. I may not agree with the whole thing, but mm-hmm. it's really well thought out. Real. Yep. And then you start reading the comments and you're just like, wow. Winston Churchill had uh, a, a quote mm-hmm. and it was, uh, you know, the, the greatest argument against democracy is a five-minute conversation with the average voter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, I, and I look at my social media feed over the last, you know, week and uh-huh. it's just been, wow. You know, yeah. okay, there it is. But uh, so that's one of the things I really appreciate you. I want to talk about now going back to school because you're back in your groove. You're studying hard. You're getting really good marks. And you're very, very focused again. How does that feel to be back in school? It feels really good because if I'm not doing anything, I like get depressed. Like, it's like I'm just here, like doing nothing, occupying space. (laughs) Do you think you'll be a, a lifelong student? I think so, yeah. I think... Whether it's a degree program or something else yeah i like learning and then i just like the just being a good example for my younger siblings Mm -hmm. so and also my son so Mm -hmm. it's something that Komain's young right now like he's about to turn four and he's Mm -hmm. you know he's just all about super wings and (laughs) pj mask right right And, and and he doesn't really get what you know, he doesn't get mm-hmm. what you've been through. He doesn't. He doesn't even really get the whole relationship thing because he right. calls us mom and dad, and uh-huh. you know, and he knows there's something there with you because he's asked us, you know, where do I come from? Uh-huh. And we tell him, well, God made you. Who made me? Well, God made you. And uh-huh. he's well, you know, he's trying <laughs> to understand it all, and and you know, he's getting there. He's getting pretty close. Probably six months away from starting to have those conversations yeah. at an age appropriate way where he where can he grasp can it all. Yeah. But I'm looking so forward to the day when i can tell him about his mom yeah i'm actually excited the way it's going because with my other kids like them being kwame's age i'm not i wasn't where i am today so 
they didn't get to experience me doing the work and see me doing something other than mm-hmm. what I'm used to. So I'm excited. He's going to be having some, oh, my mom's medical assistant. She's mm-hmm. a crime scene investigator so it's i'm excited and i get to tell him those things <laughs> yeah you know i'm excited how are you going to explain to him being uh because i'm as far as he's concerned i'm his dad mm-hmm. but i'm your dad too how are <laughs> yeah. we going to get past that one i don't know and it's funny too because every time i'm talking to katie yeah i'm like what go show mom yeah and then she's i'm her sister so it's right. like it's yeah and then kwame's her brother so i'd be thinking about it but i just I think let they it make fly. country songs about this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean it's a it's a it's a unique family model mm-hmm. but um what you can't argue with in my opinion is you know i mean all of our kids we've got four kids they all came from the foster system mm-hmm. the girls we just adopted yep. uh, cole is our latest addition we'll mm-hmm. uh, you know he'll be we'll be able to uh, uh start his adoption process in five months okay. four and a half months yep. um and and then uh and then Quamaine will be part of our family obviously right. but uh you'll be our daughter mm-hmm. and and like that and so it's going to be a unique situation but when you look at our family and look at how close everybody is <laughs> and for me that's one of the great benefits of covid is you know we were all together everybody mm-hmm. was together at a necessity you know and we couldn't really leave and and so what it was is it was one of those situations where you know, it, it was dicey for the first couple of weeks. Everybody was pretty euphoric for the first week or so. Yeah. And then it got ugly. Yeah. And then what I decided to do is, okay, enough of this crap. I'm going to start Bible study. So we started oh, yeah. doing Bible studies and that everybody did a complete 180 yeah. and it kind of got everybody centered again. Right. Yep. And then the kids see that and they see that example. And I think when they, when they're older and they look back on our situation, cause I'm Okay. In this house, <laughs> there's Anna and I, husband mm-hmm. and wife. There's my ex-wife, Elaine. Yeah, which is my godmom. Which is your godmom. <laughs> there's my foster son's biological mom, which is you. Uh-huh. And and then, then our, our foster kids. And so it's, you know, trying to explain that to the neighbors, you just kind of like, uh, Elaine's my sister. Yeah. This is my daughter. That's her son. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, like where do you even start? Right? right. But there's, there's so much, and this sounds really cliche, but there's so much love there. Like yeah. there's just, it's such a healthy, happy, loving, caring, strong family. Nobody takes anything for granted. Exactly. I, I was posting something the other day and I said, our kids, it, it really does my heart so much good to, from, for all four of those kids mm-hmm. to take for granted their home and stuff like that. That was the goal. Yeah. yeah. You know, because uh, they, they didn't really belong anywhere. Katie's been in 10 different homes, mm-hmm. you know, to get to the point where they start taking stuff for granted we've done something right. They're that comfortable and they trust that much. And we're at that point now with you too. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is your family. And, and I think, you know, making it legal for Katie, it was a big deal and it really turned a corner for her. Mm -hmm. The day that we actually did the adoption and the judge, we did it over, you know, it was at home here and we did it over zoom because Mm -hmm. of COVID. And, uh, 
when the judge made her ruling, Katie didn't miss a bit of it. <laughs> and she got all, she got all emotional and she was crying and you know, it was a big deal for her and right. she's changed and Emma's changed very, very much. When that day comes for us, when we're in a courtroom or we do it over a zoom call, mm -hmm. how's that going to change things for you? I think I, yeah, I'm going to be another Katie, just an older version. <laughs> <laughs> just an older version. Will but I have to hold gonna, you and cry <laughs> while yeah, you cry? It's going to feel like so good because like 33 years of my life was like, oh my God. And now it's all starting to make sense and feel good and stable. Sta yeah, stability. So it's. It's going to be emotional for sure. Now you're here some of the time mm -hmm. you're at another place. Uh, a lot of the time, your own place. Uh -huh. um, what's it like coming home? It's, it's great because everybody's like, Oh, Badu, Badu. <laughs> That's the <laughs> like nickname Komain gave you long, long time ago. Yeah. He called you Bado, mm -hmm. right? Everybody misses me. So it's, it's pretty good. And then when I leave, I'm by myself. Like I hang out with my friends sometimes, Cynthia, yeah. who I went to medical school with. But other than that, I'm a loner. Yeah. So I spend most of my time by myself. Because we're always excited when you come here. I'm always <laughs> yep. pestering you to come up to the house. But um, When are you coming? When are you coming? When are you coming? When are you coming? <laughs> and then when we get here, it's like, uh, like Quamaine loves to see you. Mm-hmm. I I don't know who's more excited, him or the girls, because the girls just flip out when you're here. I think Katie. Katie is in love with you. Katie's more excited. Like today, Kwamein came and spent some t like 30, 45 minutes with me in the closet, which was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and then Katie came, and then Emma came. Yeah, so it was... But Katie's just got the biggest yeah, crush on you like, in the world. She's like, can you do my nails? Oh, your nails are so beautiful. Like, she's always yeah. complimenting everything. Oh, I love your shirt. And yeah. she doesn't miss anything. She's such a girly girl. <laughs> but she just, she's all over you. She yeah. just loves hanging out with you. Yep. But, so going forward, now this is going to be a four-year program. Uh-huh. Uh, do you think you'll go on and get a master's? Are you looking at a PhD? I mean, this is a long ways away to even think about that, but... Yeah, it's actually, it's a four-year program, but since I'm a full-time student, I graduate a year early. So okay. So yeah. you'll have your, your bachelor's degree in three years? Uh-huh, 2023. Do you think you'll continue with school? Like, I kind of want to, like, even with the medical assistant, because I haven't actually, yes, I did my externship, but mm -hmm. I haven't actually, Been employed. like, worked. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, I feel like I haven't completed anything because I haven't actually been out there in the field doing the work. Like, right. that's what's going to make me feel like, okay, I got this. Like, I'm good at this. So, I just want to be able to get good at it, actually work in the medical field and work in the... Um, the lab for the crime scene investigator, if that's even possible, mm -hmm. before I figure out what's next. That I want to have that, like, how do you say it? The actual hands-on hands experience. experience. Yeah. Then I'll feel like I actually achieved something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've achieved a lot of things, Crystal. You've achieved something that I think a great 
chunk of America, great chunk of the world has done. I mean, you walked away from that life mm-hmm. and not many people do. And, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't an easy exit. Right. Mm. Um, now to your mom's credit, because um, that's still part of her world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she was fine with you going, mm-hmm. right? She didn't have any objections to that. Right, and it's it's good for her, too, because now she wants to do something with You're herself. You're inspiring your like, mom? Yeah. She, she wants to be, she said she wants to be a counselor, which mm-hmm. I think will be good for her because, like, she's been through it all, like, way more than I've been through it. So I think that would be good for her. And then she said she wanted to be, a probation officer but i'm like i don't think my so. mom is a career criminal mm-hmm. like she's a what do you a, a habitual offender yep so that means she has like more than one felony so right. it's like you have to find something that is gonna work with that Right. Being that you have that background now so. she's doing time right now she's doing time for attempt murder right uh-huh. and she's done time for murder mm-hmm and what else? Drug charges, vi- like violent charges. Like all my mom's stuff is really like violent. Yeah. Felicia or, Felicia or Fleetwood. Depends who you get that day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to meeting her. She seems really, actually, she seems pretty cool. Yeah, she is. You'll yeah. like her. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Well, listen, everyone. Thanks for listening. We got to wrap it up. We could talk. I could talk for hours. With you, Chris. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited about this adoption thing. We're finally getting that wrapped up and done. Uh, me too. It's going to be wonderful. Moving forward with life. And I'm very, very proud of you for everything you've done. You're a real inspiration. And I can't wait to tell Kwame. Thanks for listening, everyone. Blackbean.coffee. I forgot to mention it earlier. That's our sponsor, Blackbean.coffee. Check it out. It's our new coffee company. That's uh, what's paying the bills. And I really appreciate it if you jump in there and buy a bag. And it tastes amazing. So it does. It's a win-win. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode.